Hello and welcome to the Gustavus Health Professions Podcast. My name is Heidi Selsler-Barr and I am here alongside Heather Banks. On today's podcast, we visit with Deb Matson, a physical therapist from River's Edge Hospital and Clinic here in St. Peter. We will discuss Deb's path to becoming a physical therapist, as well as some exciting new programs she has brought to River's Edge Hospital. She shares her passion for working with Parkinson's patients, as well as incorporating these classes for longevity of life. This is also a wonderful opportunity for our pre-physical therapy and pre-occupational therapy students at Gustavus to assist and volunteer. We hope you enjoy this episode. Today, we would like to welcome Deb Matson to our podcast. To start off, I will share some of Deb's educational background. Deb earned her undergraduate degree from Kansas State University and majored in life sciences and then continued on to earn her master's in physical therapy at the Mayo Clinic School of Health Sciences. Deb is currently working as the lead physical therapist for the past 14 years at River's Edge Hospital and Clinic here in St. Peter. Deb is a wonderful advocate for our Gustavus students and partners with us to help students gain shadowing and volunteer experiences at River's Edge for both our pre-physical therapy and pre-occupational therapy students. Deb, thank you for joining us today. If we could please start with you giving us an introduction of yourself. Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, I grew up in Julesburg, Colorado, which is a small little town. I grew up on a farm and took my wings and went to Kansas State University for my undergraduate degree where I got a degree in life sciences, which basically allowed me to meet the prerequisites of the degree, but also get the prerequisites of getting into physical therapy school and allowing me to do the things I really liked, like taking a few athletic training classes, taking an advanced neuropsychology class and things like that. So that all kind of came into this bachelor's in life sciences. And I directly went to uh, into physical therapy school. I applied to about four different um, colleges and got accepted into three of those four and ended up at Mayo in Rochester, Minnesota and mainly chose that one because this sounds um, kind of off, but it was a little bit cheaper than some of the other schools that I applied to. Plus the Mayo name just um, rang true to me. I'm from Colorado and everybody in Colorado knows Mayo and it just sounded like a good fit and it was really a great choice for me um, there. So that's kind of about me, but I've been a physical therapist for 31 years now and still love it. Yeah, that's impressive. 31 years is amazing and it's cool that you still love your job. So when you're at Kansas, so what experiences did you have like either before college or during college that helped you confirm that physical therapy is what you wanted to do? Right, that's a good question. I had to think about that a little bit. I was very athletic. 
Um, so I enjoyed being active. I had a grandfather who became ill, and though I didn't get to see the physical therapist work with him, they sent him some instructions home, and I kind of took a liking to helping him with those exercises. Um, I also was a lifeguard for many years and taught movement to kids through learning how to swim, and it just was a great um, fit, so I ended up shadowing a physical therapist in my community who actually, because it was so small, worked out of a nursing center in a small little um, whirlpool room. Um, and I went the first day, I almost passed out because I was holding my breath because I was paying so much attention to what was going on. Um, but that did not scare me um, from going further and just shadowing more and learning more about it. So that's kind of how I got there. Yeah, that's, that's great. So what sports did you do? Uh, my key sport is basketball. I'm a big basketball player, but I also played volleyball. So yeah. We're, we're, we're big basketball and Heidi with volleyball. So that's, that's okay. fun to hear. Perfect. Love sports. All right, so uh, obviously you had other physical therapy positions prior to River's Edge Hospital and Clinic if you've been doing it for 30 plus years. Um, tell us a little bit about those other work experiences that you have had. Yeah, I. Um, it's an interesting world because even in like um, schools for physicians, a lot of people specialize in a certain area and I actually have been, I feel blessed to be in different areas of the country and doing different types of physical therapy. So right out of physical therapy school, I moved to Florida because I wanted to have fun as a young 20 year old, but I took a position with a company in an outpatient orthopedic clinic um, and really enjoyed that. And then following that, I decided to move somewhere where there were seasons again, spent a year in Colorado working in a nursing facility, um, working with the elderly, and then um, had gotten married and we moved back to Kansas. Um, and in Kansas, I worked home health and skilled nursing and transitional care. So mostly like um, people who had just had a stroke or had an accident and just really couldn't go home, just needed therapy in a setting where they could be taken care of for a while. Um, and that was really fun and interesting. And following being there for a few years, then I moved to Utah. And then in Utah, I worked um, with home health mainly. It was kind of a time that was interesting for physical therapy because Medicare changed their rules and reimbursement. And a lot of people panicked about how many therapists they had on staff. So they let go of a bunch of therapists. So jobs, was it was strange because it had never happened. We're a little bit few and far between. So I took a home health position and loved it. But on a side, I took a sports medicine job. So I kept my um, hands in a couple of different things to develop my skill set for about seven, eight years there before I ended up here in St. Peter and have been here in St. Peter's since the mid 2000s doing my job now, which is a wonderful job because it's variety. I do outpatient, I do a little bit of inpatient um, and over the course of my um, years here have developed a um, direction of working with Parkinson's patients. Even though I still do some orthopedics, um, that's kind of been 
my advocacy for the people in the community here is for the Parkinson po uh, population. Thank you for sharing your path. You have uh, definitely lived some fun places. So it was kind of neat to hear about that. Thank you. Well, and it's fun too to hear all the different areas of PT that you've worked in. And um, definitely you can hear the passion for the position when you're talking about what you've done. So I guess what we want to know is, can you tell us what do you love about your job? And then maybe could you share with us what is your least favorite part of your job? Well, I love the variety and I love the critical thinking. My brain likes the challenge, but mostly I love people and I love making people better. And you can develop relationships with people and figure out what makes them tick and critically think, how do I keep this person moving and living their best quality of life? Whether it's a return to sport or just being able to get in and out of home and go to church or whatever it is that people are passionate about. And that's what's so fun is you get to really spend some quality time with people. Um, my least favorite part of the job is like most jobs, I dislike the paperwork and the insurance regulations that make me jump through hoops sometimes, but that's our job. Our job is to advocate for our people. Um, so you deal with it. And we're glad that you're there advocating. <laughs> I feel like that is a common response for least favorite part of a job is the paperwork or the insurance. So common theme here. Um, so you had mentioned briefly about being an advocate for the Parkinson's patients, and I want to discuss that a bit more. You have brought some classes to River's Edge that you have implemented, um, starting first with the Parkinson's exercise class, which our um, students here at Gustavus have um, been able to volunteer at and be involved in. So could you tell us more about this class and how, the, how our volunteers can be involved? Right. So part of my job as a lead physical therapist here is to be a clinical instructor. And I work with three different schools um, in bringing clinical interns here. And I know how valuable it is to get a feel for what's out there. But I also know how valuable it is for us to have people support our Parkinson's patients who may need a little supervision or a little bit of guidance. Um, about seven years ago, I started working I had a few more Parkinson's patients and I'm like, how can I better help these people? So I've been taking training certifications and some training through the Parkinson's foundation and more training and webinars. And I'm just always trying to learn something to help them. And early on, it's just so important, the socialization and the support. So we started a group exercise class based off of a protocol called LSBT big, um, LSBT Big was designed to train these people in amplitude of movement. Um, it actually started out as LSBT Loud because they work with people in their voice and their ability to communicate and it translated into LSBT Big. So we took the skill set that they learn in inpatient or in physical therapy when they come visit me and we put it into a class and then we work on other skills after we go through the core exercises and that's been going on for six years we started out with one person for a full year and now we have about nine to twelve that come regularly to that class 
The other thing that I have noticed is we need variety, right? We get bored. Um, it's very hard with Parkinson's because one of the symptoms is depression and apathy, like no oomph. And it's nice to have that support group and have something fun and intense. And Rocksteady Boxing is a program. There's other boxing um, programs around, but this is one that has been developed back in, I think it was 2006. Um, a gentleman was an attorney general. He was in his 40s and his friend took him boxing and that really helped his movement. And so from there, they hired this professional boxer and she's developed this program. And so it has grown and now they teach affiliates. So my goal three years ago was to become an affiliate. Well, then COVID happened and things happened. And, but we went ahead and did the training last summer. And now we're finally started Rock City Boxing at River's Edge Hospital on February 1st. And so, yay. Yes. And that is we, awesome. Um, yeah, it's super exciting. And people are really open to having something else. It's not for everyone, you know, everybody's different and we understand that, but we feel like that needed to be offered in our community. And they do, an affiliate has like a 50 mile radius. So, you know, the closest thing was clear up in the cities. Sure. So this is good. Do you have some um, patients that do both of your classes? Oh yes. Yep. Fantastic. We, yeah. We actually did some like soft openings where we tried things at first. So our LSVT group um, had an opportunity to come to a free class and let's just see what it was about. And it allowed us to practice a little bit and see what that would look like and so forth. Um, and some of them have decided to continue and some of them have decided not to. And that is just fine. Sure. Well, I can say I have sat in on several of the um, Parkinson's exercise class um, classes when we have had Gustavus students helping and volunteering. And you are absolutely accurate with it. It's such a neat social atmosphere and this, they involve the students and um, the students love being there. I have had nothing but just awesome feedback from the students of how they really enjoy being there with that clientele. So um, once we get through COVID here, I hope uh, we can get students back in these classes and having these experiences. Um, it's been fun too to hear students write in their personal statements about the experiences they have had with this Parkinson's patient clientele. Oh, that makes me happy. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so from these classes, and we know the rock study has just started, which is really exciting, and your time working in physical therapy, can you share with us one of your favorite success stories? And we know there must be many, but if you can think about something you want to share, that's just, you know, a great memory for you. Yeah, I mean, I have through my whole career at different places had just really it's funny how your brain stores some of those great experiences, but I will say right now I have a client who started with me five years ago with Parkinson's and nobody really knew what was going on because they were a little bit younger. Um, and then when I, this person came in first for back pain and then she's like, well, I'm getting some testing and I'm like, yeah. And so then we assessed 
and we worked and I worked with the neurologist. We got our medication the right way and went from pretty much not functioning, like couldn't read her handwriting, couldn't hardly walk, was really limiting everything um, to now just doing amazing. She comes to both of our classes. She talks to our CEO about how great they are. She, she is just superb. And it just makes my heart so happy that she's just taken this and ran with it and just is a totally different, like totally different person. Her smile, her mannerisms, her movements is just so, I don't, I, I can't even come up with a word. It's just so exciting. That's amazing. And, you know, it's very hopeful too, right? Like there, there can be some improvements there and really change the quality of your life. Um, that's a great story. She allows me to show people. So if I have a shadow come in or a student come in, I show the before and after and it's just jaw dropping. That is inspiring. Uh, so let's go into, if you could share a piece of advice, uh, maybe for students who are considering a path in physical therapy, what would your advice be to them? So first of all, I think you need to do a heart check. I think you need to know, where is your heart? Do you like working with the human body? Do you like people? Um, that's really important, right? Like if you go to anatomy and physiology and it doesn't really ring a bell and you're just like, then don't go into physical therapy. Um, the other thing I would say, if, if that's like, yeah, 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 I like that, but I don't know if I want to do occupational therapy or respiratory therapy or physician or PA or whatever, then I would suggest going in and shadowing at a few different types of facilities. One that gives you an idea if you're really this is really ringing with you. And a lot of people have been in physical therapy before they go into therapy. So they know kind of what it's about, but I would still try other types of therapy because there's lots of different types of physical therapy. Um, but I think that's the big thing. And, you know, to get into school, you have to have hours of observation. So that gets you started already. Yeah, that's great. I can definitely say, Deb, you can just hear, and when you talk about all of this, I think a compassion is a really important piece too um, that you have to have in order to go down this path. Yeah, there's compassion, but you got to have a little edge, right? You got to be <laughs> sure. willing to push, push somebody a little bit. We're just a little bit different than going into nursing or something else. So there's a little, I can actually kind of tell when people come in shadow if I feel like they're going to be a good fit. Just, I don't know what it is, but anyway. So. A lot of wisdom coming from you. <laughs> I've been here a long time. Okay. Something we like to end with, Deb, is what we call our rapid fire questions. And so they are just some fun questions to ask you to get to know you a little bit better. And so I am going to do those with you now. Um, so let's start with, what is your favorite sports tradition? Well, I have a couple. One's watching the Broncos with my father because I'm a Denver Bronco fan because I grew up in Colorado. But the other thing is the Olympics, which are on right now. And I was lucky enough to be living in uh, Park City, Utah during the 2002 Winter Olympics. And so my daughter got to hold the Olympic torch when it went through Park City. And so we love watching the Olympics together. 
I am with you on that one. Love the Olympics. That's awesome. Right, I have to jump in here, Heidi. Yes, um, go ahead. Deb, we were at Park City, Utah this summer and went to the facility, the training facility, and we got to see um, skiers going down and doing their tricks into the pools and the water. Yeah. And it was so fun and amazing. So that's cool. That's really cool you were there. Yeah, it's fun. Tell us what winter activity you enjoy the most. Well, I have embraced the fact that you have to enjoy the cold and, but I love snowshoeing. Um, I'm trying to learn to downhill, downhill ski better. You would be surprised. I don't downhill ski and I'm from Colorado. Um, yeah, snowshoeing is probably my favorite. I do go snowmobiling and that kind of thing too with friends, but that's my favorite. I agree. We might as well embrace the cold. Right. <laughs> Okay, what is your go-to dessert? Well, the first thing that comes to mind is chocolate cake. And chocolate is one of my faves. And hopefully I can say this, but I love chocolate cake with a really cold beer. <laughs> That's an unusual combination, I think. It is delicious. Okay. All right. Good to know. Now, what is your favorite podcast? Um, I, I had to think about that because I honestly don't do a ton of podcasts, but I do do some meditation podcasts um, with Eckhart Tolle and like the Deepak Chopra's. Um, but my favorite is I follow ZDog MD. Um, he is a physician that has a great sense of looking at a situation from all angles, not having a polarized viewpoint, um, being research based. So, and really advocates for the health profession because we do so much that people don't see and a lot of times don't get paid well, or we're just run ragged. And so anyway, I love listening to him. Um, and he's kind of funny. And then probably my favorite is Brene Brown, which I know lots of people know Brene Brown and her um, long studying of vulnerability and compassion and et cetera. So those are probably my favorites. Great. Um, thank you for sharing those. Yeah, some, I, I, I guess I had never thought that we could also use that there's meditation um, podcasts. So yeah, that's really great. And then the other one, what did you say? Z-Dog MD? Mm -hmm. Okay. I wrote that one down. Um, we always, uh, Heather and I got into podcasts over COVID, right? When we were having more time on our hands. And so we like to hear what other people are listening to. And if you don't have a favorite, we always say, obviously, that would be ours then. It would be our <laughs> podcast that should be the favorite. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing that. And our final question today would be, um, if you could define success for us. Um, success is doing what you find joy in and being authentically yourself. If you can figure that out, you have been successful. I like it. That was a great definition. Deb, we want to thank you so very much for being a part of our podcast today and sharing your expertise with us and also supporting and advocating for Gustavus students uh, being a part of your classes at River's Edge. 
Uh, thank you so well, much. Thank you. thank you. Thank you for helping me with those. Yes. Have a wonderful day. Yeah, you too. You too.